0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm the host of this show. We actually have seven episodes a week now instead of five, so it's daily. It is, like, it is as many times as there are days in the week, but we only have five weekdays with seven shows. Eight shows. Do we have eight shows now? Oh, yeah, we do have eight shows. I'm insane. I'm, I'm losing my mind. We have eight shows now, sorry, because we do Sunday recap. That's already up. We record that on Sunday night. Monday. Today's show, we're going to do a preview of Monday Night Football, plus talk to Jason Lockenfora. Preview of Monday Night Football, Jared Dubin is on the phone with me right now. Uh, then talk to Jason Lockenfora. Then we do a Monday Night Recap show with the Super Friends. Then on Tuesday, we talk to Brady Quinn for Wednesday. Um, and then we have Heath Cummings and, and Mac, Brian McFadden on Thursday's show. Friday, we have two shows, a Thursday night recap and a pick show, and we have a Thursday preview show with Jared Dubin. We have eight podcasts per week. You cannot listen to that many podcasts. If you listen to every one of our podcasts, we are best friends in the entire world. So congratulations, friend. Hope you're doing well. Speaking of actual friends of mine, Jared Dubin. What's up, buddy? I feel like we are,
1: uh, talking about the game of the week tonight.
0: <laughs> this is, um, is there any way that this game is worse? Because you and I, the last time we talked was for the Thursday night game, which was Jaguars-Titans, and it was everything we promised and more. Uh The under hit, we actually were pretty spot on with it, I think.
1: Yeah, I had the Jags and the under, so that yeah, worked out pretty well.
0: In fact, I changed my pick in all my, uh, all my picks pools. I was thinking I was leaning Titans,
1: but you talked me into Jaguars, So thank you for that. And I, and I think I had the under on the passing yards for both guys. And I think those both hit too. Maybe I should get back into gambling.
0: Yeah. Maybe you should get back into gambling. I like the sound of that. It sounds like a guy who had to get away for a little while. He, he got too hot in the kitchen or something. Is that true or not? I don't know.
1: I mean, I haven't gambled in like 10 years. So it's, it's wild out there now. Um, Let's dive into
0: Bears at Redskins. Over under 41, that is creeped down. Uh, what, what, which game, if you were forced to be strapped down in, like, if, like you were to spend 24 hours watching nothing but one football game, would you rather watch the Jaguars Titans game that we saw, which featured at least Gardner Minshew being great, uh, even if the Titans were, uh, a, a, a scoop of vanilla melting on a sidewalk, or would you rather watch the as yet to be seen Bears and Redskins game. Like, 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 which would you gamble on? The devil that you know or the uh, very boring devil that you haven't met yet?
1: I think I would watch this game just because we already know that, that the previous game was bad and there's at least the potential for this one to be good. Like remember a few years ago when nobody thought that, you know, the Rams or 49ers were going to be good and they played that yeah. Thursday night game and it was like surprisingly awesome? I don't think that's going to happen tonight, but there's at least the, like, 6% chance of that happening. Plus, at least this game has, like, Khalil Mack and the potential for, like, a Trubisky meltdown or, you know, Washington just giving up a gazillion passing yards like they have the first two weeks. Um, maybe Adrian Peterson throws the clock back. I don't think that's going to happen either, but, like, there's the potential that some exciting stuff happens in this game and, like... Two Gardner Minshew to DJ Chark passes is not exciting enough for me to watch that previous game.
0: <laughs> yeah, and like we have Tariq Cohen and um, Terry McLaurin, like some. I mean, like <laughs> really stretching here, Terry McLaurin. Uh, but no, we do have like some young good players on both sides of the football. And Case Keenum's actually been kind of exciting. But let's talk about what happens when the Bears have the ball first. What What have you seen? Stats, film, whatever it is that that makes you. <sighs> About Mitchell Trubisky that 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 has you thinking why this is not working for for old Mitchy Poo early on. We can call him Mitch. Um I don't think I, you know what he can't even be Mitchell anymore. He's just Mitch. So he's I, like our cousins. You can be Mitchell when you start winning some games, pal. <laughs>
1: um, it's been oh my god, it's been really bad, like in every way. So we spent a lot of the off season. Uh, you guys in the super friends spent a lot of the off season, especially talking about the potential for the Bears defense to regress. Uh, the Bears defense has been very good. They haven't forced as many turnovers as they did last year, but that was, you know, expected. Uh, maybe we should have been talking about the potential that Trubisky regresses because this dude... Whew, man, he's been, granted they played against two good defenses, although, you know, that Broncos defense doesn't look quite as good as maybe we thought. They haven't gotten a sack or first the turnover yet, which is interesting, and Trubisky did not look good against them either. But you look at Trubisky, I mean, his completion percentage is way down, his yards per attempt average is way down, he hasn't thrown a touchdown, he's taking more sacks, I think he has like one play over 20 yards, he's 3 of 11 for 74 yards and an interception on deep throws, uh, according to Pro Football Focus. Uh, when he's under pressure, seven of 20 for 48 yards and an interception, and he has four carries for 19 yards. So he is doing absolutely everything worse than he did last year. It's like, it's as bad as you can look, I think, through two weeks.
0: That is crazy. Like, I didn't consider that to even be a possibility. Cause this is his third year. It's his second year in, in, uh, in, uh, Matt Nagy's system. And, like I didn't think the Bears could sustain their I mean they sure that's a viable outcome but I just didn't think they could sustain their defense and he would regress. He he just doesn't I, I don't know I don't know what maybe
1: is it is it possible he's just played good defenses? It's definitely possible and but like to me it doesn't look like just the defenses through right. these first two games like he's he's not making good decisions and when he does he's not making them on time enough for it to matter. Yeah. Um and that's, you know, a recipe for disaster in the modern NFL. Um, luckily for him, though, he is playing a Washington defense that has been whew, really bad against the pass through these first two games. Uh, Dak Prescott and Carson Wentz are 54 of 69 for 574 yards, six touchdowns and a pick. And that pick was basically on a drop by Randall Cobb. Uh, All three of Washington's starting quarterbacks, or cornerbacks, sorry, are Mm. allowing a passer rating of 147.9 or higher
2: Mm. on
1: throws in their directions. Josh Norman got torched on a deep ball by Devin Smith last week. Uh, Aaron Colvin came in last week and was terrible, you know, unsurprisingly after he got uh, released. I mean, or sorry, Aaron Colvin was released after last week. Now he's on their team. Um,. It's uh it's not good for this defense. Yeah.
0: And I think we sort of look at Washington as maybe a good defense, but is there a chance this is a get right game for Trubisky? The one concern I would have is that Allen Robinson, who's been his top target so far uh in the season, um is like he's a potential good matchup
1: for Josh Norman, right? Yeah, I mean potentially, um, but also just not like terrible he's been pretty bad this season again he got smoked on a deep ball by devin smith last week and like devin smith is fast but it's not like he's ever been all that good at the nfl level uh you know amari cooper was he only had four catches but he had you know 47 yards and a touchdown also last week um let me ask you this Dubin: is it
0: possible that josh norman has been was good for one year and that was it no i think he was good for longer
1: than that um
0: and he was, I, great. I he, he was, was great for one year.
1: Yes. And I think he was pretty good for, for Washington last year. He's not like yeah. as good as he was um, he in Carolina. To, yeah. Yeah. But I I think he's been solid for the most part since he's been in Washington. But this year so far he has not been very good. I think perhaps, you know, more concerning I think is, you know, Jonathan Allen is probably gonna miss this game again too. And I mean Washington's run defense has not been as good this year as it has been for the last couple of years. And that's sort of been the strength of their defense since they, you know, added the two Alabama defensive linemen up front. Um, And if the bears can get their run game going, they can minimize what Trubisky has to do. Maybe just have him do play action and roll out, use his legs a little bit. Um, I would think Washington wants to force Trubisky to beat them. And that may not be possible if, you know, if, if Allen's not in there and they can get the run game going.
0: Hmm. Right. Um, is there a is there a way that you could see Matt Nagy trying to maybe like is this a, is there is there any chances of David Montgomery game where they're like let's lean on David Montgomery and help set up Mitch for some shots downfield because he did, like we saw in week 1 against the Packers he threw 50 times. It's just not going to fly. Like it's just not going to fly to do that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's possible again like Washington's run defense they're at 4.53 adjusted line yards per attempt at football outsiders. That's in the bottom third of the league, you know, so, is, am
0: I wrong? Is, is Washington's defense bad. And we just like, we we're like, hey, Washington's defense pretty good. It's they're just I, bad. Mean,
1: I think it's banged up. I mean, you know, not having Allen last game against Dallas, I think her Dak Prescott was barely pressured at all. Obviously they don't have Ruben Foster in the middle of the defense. The corners are not playing well. Um, So it's, they've also just played against two good quarterbacks so far, you know, like they played against wet Wentz and Prescott and those guys, I mean, Wentz hasn't necessarily been good in the other two games, but I mean Dak has been quite good this season. It's possible that they're just got unlucky about playing two good offenses. Mm, that's a
0: good point. So maybe that maybe they'll look better this coming week. What about when um what about when the Redskins have the ball? They've been I mean, shockingly efficient. They're like one of the top teams in, in terms of efficiency in, in passing offense, which makes no sense because they have rookie wide receivers and Case Keenum playing for them. Um, it, it's like Jay Gruden, it feels like a bleep it. I, I know I'm probably getting fired. I'm just going to play my game situation for Jay Gruden. Am I wrong there?
1: I mean, it probably should be. I mean, they're, they're coming in. 0 and two. They're playing against, you know, one of the better defenses in football. Their run game has been like an abomination through two weeks they have 30 carries for 75 yards in two games that's a grand. um i'm not even I'm amazed yeah yeah that's really bad you know i just talked about adjusted line yards on the other side they're 29th in adjusted line yards on offense 31st in open field yards 32nd and second level yards they've been stopped behind the line of scrimmage on six of their 29 carries by running backs um the run game is just a disaster that said case keenum has looked pretty good um you know, Terry McLaurin looks great. He had five catches in both of those games. He scored in both games. He seems to have already earned the trust of Case Keenum, which is very impressive for, you know, a mid-round wide receiver draft pick. And I think it's, you know, it's a good sign for his development that he's already earned the trust of one quarterback. Cause I would imagine he has the trust of the guy who's going to be Washington's quarterback in the future. Cause, you know, Dwayne Haskins was his college teammate. Sure. Yeah. Um,
0: can they? Is this? Is it sustainable?
1: I mean, I mean, he he looks good to me. Like he's he looks like a really good route runner. He's got good body control. His hands look pretty good. I don't think he's dropped a pass just yet. He made a really nice catch on the touchdown last week. Again, I think he was working on Byron Jones, who's obviously one of the better cornerbacks in the league. Um, he just looks like a good player. Um, I think it was, um, I think it was Robert Mays on Twitter last week made the comparison to. Keenan Allen, just in terms of the way he runs his routes and the way he creates separation. I think that was a pretty good comparison. I really like this kid. He looks good.
0: What a find this could be for Washington. Like, I love how Washington accidentally, like, his, Bruce Allen, like, accidentally drafts well sometimes. I find it very, very fascinating. Well, uh, does the, do you think the Bears defense is as good as it was last year?
1: I don't know about as good as it was last year. It's just very difficult for a defense to be quite as good right. as that defense was. Last year, um, you know, I do still think they're very good. They have, again, one of the better secondaries in the league. I think that there is a you know, a definitive weak link in that secondary this year, though, where there wasn't last year. They, you know, Bryce Callahan left with Victangio to go, you know, to Denver, and now they have Buster Screen working in the slot for them. And I mean, Screen was like the worst slot corner in the league last season when he was with the jets and he has not been very good so far. I don't think for Chicago this season. Um, But that means like, are you going to want to work to the ball to Trey Quinn all game? I mean, the guy's averaging like five air yards per target or something like that. He's got eight catches, but for only 69 yards, Um, I don't know if that's going to be a sustainable way to move the ball, but if you want to get McLaurin, I mean, you're going to have to work on Kyle Fuller or a Mookamara or maybe you want to move McLaurin inside just for this game. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's talk about some over-unders and get a sense for your game, this game as a whole. Again, this is the over unders 41. Um, I assume you lean under here, but
1: yeah, I'm on the under here. I had, uh, Bears 20, Washington 14. So, uh, that's an under for me. And I don't know exactly what the spread was, but it uh, seems the Bears, like it-
0: Bears are minus five and a half. So you have it right. You're the Bears sneaking out of cover. Remember the Redskins on Monday night have been cruel. Too many of people remember that fumble against the Chiefs a few years ago, where it's like, like it was like a last second and fumble ends up in the end zone, and um, and and as a result, uh, like the Chiefs covered and the Redskins didn't, and it broke better's hearts. But the Redskins are five and a half point dogs now. Uh, That game was three and a half at one point, it opened at four, has moved all the way up to five and a half. Does that make you that? I mean, that the, the logic there being that people are kind of banging the the Bears here and expect the Bears to cover, and you think that that's the case?
1: Yeah, I mean I had it like almost exactly at the number. It's about just as numbers. close as you could get. Um, I would probably in that case, if I was still betting, just not take it and stay on the under yeah. instead. It seems like uh you know, the Bears offense has not been good at all. I don't necessarily expect that to change just given how bad Trubisky has looked. And I think the Bears defense is still very good. And um, it's not like Washington lit up the scoreboard against, you know, the Eagles and the Cowboys, whose, you know, the defenses are good, but not nearly as good as the Chicago defenses.
0: Yeah, uh, I took the under at 42 when it came out. I, I still I think it'll go under. You know, one of the thing the problem is, you know, with these, I, I think if people are interested in betting it too, one of the other things that you could certainly um, consider doing is to take a peek at these primetime first half unders are all they're going. All, all these first halves are going under the under in the first half is 20. It's very low, but I would not be surprised if these teams, like, actually, Dubin, I'll tell you, we need, I need to look at these first half stats for the Bears, because last year they were a first half covering machine, because Matt Nagy scripted everything, but they haven't been as good on offense. I sort of wonder if they might be ready to come out guns blazing here. I would lean under on the first half. Any thoughts on that? Like, like, you know, cause sometimes these games start slow and then you get a little barrage of points at the end when, when people are, when crazy stuff happens.
1: Uh, I mean, I just don't expect a lot of scoring in general, so okay. sure. Sure,
0: why not? Okay. Uh, alright. And how about over under? I'm assuming you're
1: going to go under on these.
0: Over under Case Keenum, 237.5 passing yards and Mitchell Trubisky, 230.5 passing yards.
1: Yeah, I think I'm probably under on both of those too. Hmm.
0: Uh, David Montgomery. Seventy four and a half rush and receiving yards combined. I need him to get uh Okay.
1: I'll go over on that. I think it's it's gonna be a game where they have to get him involved if they want to move the ball. And I think they should try to get him involved in the passing game a little bit more. Like he's the one I think running back when you have him out there that you're not necessarily tipping things off. Like when you have Tariq Cohen in the backfield, there's like a ninety five percent chance they're gonna pass so far this season. Um, you know, Mike Davis is not necessarily a tip off either but he's just not really as talented as Montgomery. I think he's also got like six catches for 17 yards or something like that. I mean when they've thrown to their running backs they're averaging like 4 yards on attempts or some something crazy like that.
0: Um yeah, I've got uh, over/under rushing yards for him 59 and a half. I would take the uh the over on that. I think he gets over 60 rushing yards. That's just me. Uh and finally, uh, Adrian Peterson over/under 55 and a half rushing yards.
1: Uh, I'll go under. He did not look good uh against Dallas last week, and this Chicago run defense is, I think, you know, quite a bit better than the Dallas run defense.
0: Ooh. All right, there you have it. Uh, oh, one more over under four and a half receptions for uh, Allen Robinson. Like the
1: over. I'll go over. Yeah, I mean, I think he's hit over four in both games or maybe he had four catches last week He either had four or five last week but again you know josh norman i don't think has been very good this year and i think if you get robinson into the slot norman might not necessarily bump down inside with him he didn't shadow cooper full-time last week he you know he did work with him on most of the time when he was outside but it wasn't a full-on shadow and i think if you can get robinson in the slot that's a good matchup for him too
0: all right i like that Allen robinson over uh we'll be back tomorrow to recap this game this bears redskins game um you can also uh check out all the shows this week and after the break we'll talk to jason locking thanks dudes talk to you on thursday sounds good man the perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived thanks to the visionary minds of new balance clutch athletics and rich paul the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community
1: Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit RobertHalf.com today. All right, joining
0: us now as he does every morning. This is how I like to, this is how I like to start my, my, my weekday. It's like the first thing I do in the morning after I tell my, my wife and child goodbye, walk the dog. Call Jason Lockefora. JLC, what's up, buddy?
3: Every Monday morning, though, I don't want to. I don't want to do any false advertising. Right. You I mean, said every morning. You said every morning. Sorry, I am just, just putting in the clarifier. Monday, we could do it more. We could do it more. But well,
0: I mean, if you want to talk every morning at nine thirty, if you should... want to talk nine
3: thirty every morning, I don't know that actually, I couldn't. I, I, I probably couldn't do that.
0: I mean, I like you a lot. But if I... we
3: mixed up the times, you know, even if it's just to say, "Hey, sweetie, what's up, Snookums, <laughs> Smoochie, you know it, it would brighten my little... day.
0: You know what's weird is that like I think um like you I mean, we're on the same you you probably talk on the phone more than I do because you're like like, yeah. I, like I'm right on the line of like people who like you know just like like consider talking on the phone like like you know, just maybe pick up the phone and make the call, like anybody younger than me is just texting not like texting full yeah. time I'm like and i'm I'm sort of ambivalent about about telephone call like Pete Prisco loves to talk on the phone, he will call you yeah i I gotta this is gonna sound. Like a hot take and an overreaction. And
3: oh a- no, not no really. From you on a at nine thirty on a Monday morning, no way, no way. I won't believe it. I won't stand for it. Never you hot taking in the morning after a full slate of NFL games. No way.
0: But see, I feel like you might agree with this one. Okay, Is, all right. I'm so gonna ask you this a question: Is Freddie Kitchens on the hot seat? You 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 wanted him fi what you, you you wanted
3: him fired week one. You wanted him fired two weeks ago.
0: I know, I know, I wanna know now is he on the hot seat now that he maybe no. forgot that it was fourth down on Sunday night and didn't mm. didn't run the ball once uh inside the five yard line uh mm. he had a first and goal to tie things up late in the game against the Rams in a game they really needed to win.
3: I can't put him on the hot seat. I can't. It's fine. They brought a dude back after he went over sixteen. Like I can't I can't put him on the hot seat after after three games, you know. Um, you eventually, I think, in week one, Brow beat me into saying that, like, maybe he's not calling plays all the time. Yeah. And I, I do think he's got a lot on his plate. And if you've got Todd Monk in there and you're paying him pretty good money and you're probably going to lose him to be a head coach somewhere else next year anyway, you, you might as well probably let him do what he does best. Um, and whatever you think of the magical carpet ride, you know, the, the whatever, the 5-2 and two run to end last season with Freddie Collin plays when the offense was clicking, that's not who they are now. And I, I, for me, if I'm in that front office or I'm sitting in the owner's suite, and, and actually, I mean, the owners have meddled so much that I think the approach they took this summer, I hope they just keep it, which is let the football people football. Um, you know, if I'm John Dorsey, and that offense looks like that again against Baltimore, who I don't think is a great defensive team by any stretch of the imagination and I don't think has a pass rush to speak of. And if if, if the offensive line is what it is and if they get manhandled at the point of attack by Baltimore and if it's a, a sort of staccato, very choppy, the occasional big play somewhere but nothing sustained offense that we've seen through three weeks and if they are one and three, I, I, I would – I I would be thinking about having a conversation with my coach and just saying, you know, it's not forever. And we think you're going to be here for a long time and you're going to grow and evolve and we're going to grow and evolve. But we got this guy right here. You know what I mean? And it's what he really, really does well. And it'll allow you to focus on other stuff during the game, like down, distance you know, all the macro level stuff you have to do to manage a game. I just don't, you know what I mean? I would be before, because you get, you get, you get the one in five. You're not, you're not going to have the second half you had last year. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's not happening for you. Even with the AFC, you know, with no big band and no Andrew Luck and this stuff, like there's going to be six teams better than you. If you're at one and five, they're just at the end of the year. There just is. Then,
0: and, and look, They're at the Ravens, at the 49ers, and have the Seahawks at home. I mean, those teams all have their flaws. And, uh, I don't think that the Browns are going to definitely lose all three of those games. But when they come out of the bye in week eight, they're at the Patriots. And I'm pretty sure they're going to lose two of the next four games. I mean, like, I mean, all all four, three of their next four games are toss-ups, and the other one is probably an L because they're in New England. So, if you don't win these toss-ups, and like, this is what I think, I don't. I, I again. I don't want to fire Freddie Kitchens, but I do.
3: This is what I think. You kind of do, though. But you kind of do.
0: No, I don't. I, don't. I really. Like, I like. I like him. He's a. He's a like a uh robust. He's good um, for your biz.
3: He's. He's. He's like great fodder. That's why I was taken aback when you were coming at him with a meat cleaver after the first week.
0: <laughs> he's also like he's a big uh fun southerner. I like. What am I got? No, that's
3: what I'm saying. He's your wheelhouse. <laughs> There's a lot of material. I mean, Freddie Kitchens being in the league, yeah. I think is. a I would think is a boon. For
0: Brinson, I, I have no interest in him being fired. But I just I know that 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 ownership is not patient for for better or worse. And uh, I, I look at it like this: like Freddie Kitchens calling plays is is the equivalent of, of CBS asking me to write articles during my podcast. Like, it's not necessary. Right. Right, it's going to take away from what you what you what, what you've been told your main job. Like if I had to write a story right now, I would be like, uh huh, yeah, Jason,
3: yeah, yeah good. no, exactly. Like, like
0: every five minutes, I throw out a question. You're, and you're pulled
3: all. in a million different directions. You you can't yeah. concentrate all your attention on two things at the same time. Right, exactly.
0: Um, so,
3: I, like I walking a dog and changing a diaper at the same time.
0: Right, right,
3: exactly. very difficult.
0: Right, I mean, we all we're all, we're all we're, that, that's,
3: that that feels I like a dare big, you.
0: You've done a, I've, I mean, I know you've walked a dog and done a podcast. No, I've never, I've
3: never tried to walk a dog and change a diaper at the same time.
0: Oh, no, that would be almost- – We
3: didn't even get a dog until uh, – no, I'm just – no, he thinks I'm going to do something with him. Oh, yeah, don't say it. Um, don't say he it. heard the DOG. Yeah. Uh, we didn't get the DOG until everybody was way out of diapers.
0: Yeah, smart. Smart by you. Um, let's bounce around to a different team, one that actually won on Sunday. The Carolina Panthers. Kyle Allen steps in. What do you think the Carolina, what is the Carolina Panthers mindset right now? Knowing that they are one and two, that this undrafted free agent from 2018, um, who's from Scottsdale, Arizona, as I pointed out on yesterday's podcast, his play, was teammates with Kyler Murray, clearly doesn't yep. like Kyler Murray. Um, <laughs> and, and, and obviously had a couple chips on his shoulder. Well, the way he looked, and I know the Cardinals' defense stink, but the way he looked,
3: maybe, maybe it yeah. just... I mean, does their defense stink, though? I don't know, because the uh, week uh, before, they were in Baltimore and yeah. did a pretty good job of bottling that thing up. I, I don't know that the, that the Cardinals' defense stinks. I mean, you know what I mean? they got a couple guys who can get after the passer. I mean, yes, it should be better when Patrick Peterson gets there. I'm not saying it's a great defense, but I don't think it's a bottom-five defense.
0: So should the Panthers cut Cam Newton? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Actually, he only has one year left with no real guaranteed money on his deal. But right, I'm not suggesting
3: that. No, I, 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 I think do, this I, one. Yeah, go ahead. I, I will go back to everything I heard last week, which was like they they can't it can't just keep being like every two weeks. You know what I mean? Cam's back at the doctor's getting his foot looked at. You know what I mean? Like that that's just that's not sustainable for him. That's not sustainable for them. So they were going to give this some length and breadth and width to get right. And whether that's a couple of weeks or four weeks or whatever, they don't know right now. And every week, you know, every Wednesday morning, they'll they'll huddle up with the medical team and they'll do a few tests and they'll see where it stands in terms of being cleared for practice. But I didn't think this was a one-week situation. Um, Now, could it be like, I just mentioned Lamar, like Lamar Flacco last year where That hip was going to be at least two to four weeks, you know what I mean, for Flacco. And if this kid pulls a Lamar, you know what I mean, then you probably have a couple more weeks where you could still say, hey, we're going to err on the side of caution. And then does it reach that point where it just becomes a football decision? I don't know because we're a ways away from that. Like, could that be an extreme trajectory based on how the kid played yesterday and based on what I started hearing about him late last week? Hmm. Um, and just how confident people were and some of the things he had shown in practice. And, and I don't know, man, these, I don't know that you can rule out any of these air raid kids right now. Like it just seems to be popping everywhere and he can push the ball downfield, and they got everybody involved. And that was a tour de force, man. And, and it happened against an NFL team and on the road, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to pretend it didn't happen. I'm not going to completely discount it, uh, and we'll see. You know, I don't think there was much of a scenario where Cam was playing this week anyway. Um, who do they have? They have Houston.
0: They're at Houston this week, yeah. and they have Jacksonville at home the week after that, and then they're at or at Tampa, but it's in it's a London game in week six, and then mm. they have then they have their buy in week seven before they right. at the 49ers. Man, that's a long. God. Yeah,
3: and I mean, you're talking about Cam with a foot. Like, even if, let's say he's ready to come back for that game, it's a weird practice week. You know what I mean? It's a long flight. It's not your normal routine. So I, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. But I think the kid's got a shot to. He looks like a kid to me who can play in the league at the very least. Yeah, see that, but based on I, what I've seen and what I've heard, and. I would not be surprised if he has a nice game against the Houston Texans. I really wouldn't. I don't buy their secondary much at all. And you know, now well the left it's also hard when you're when you're rotating your left tackle in and out of the game. But <laughs> like they seem to be with Darrell Williams. That's suboptimal. Um you know, and, and Watt and Merciless definitely were getting off on the on the Chargers at times yesterday. So we'll see. But but the thing, I think, the thing the kid, it, the, I think I like how he gets rid of the ball. I mean, I don't know. He just kind of looks the part. Well,
0: yeah, he does. And when you look at, when you look at like what he did, the, he
3: challenged he challenged downfield and Cam couldn't. No, he pushes the ball. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like Cam yeah. since the shoulder injury, we haven't seen it. Now I'm not saying it's not there because we haven't seen much of anything. Because you know, he was hurt in the preseason and he got hurt again six quarters into the season. But when you have The multiplicity in the screen game and different looks at the line of scrimmage Mm -hmm. that McCaffrey gives you, coupled with two guys who at any given point could catch a ball 40 yards, 50 yards, 60 yards downfield, you know, and DJ and Curtis, that's – and the tight end is still viable enough, that's not a bad starting point.
0: He's – so. Against New Orleans in Week 17, uh Allen went. And look, I know that New Orleans sat all their guys, but it, he's still playing. you're still right. playing against other professional football players, and he right. and he's doing it. You know, he was 16 to 27 for 228 yards and two touchdowns yesterday. 19 to 26 for 261 yards and four touchdowns. I mean, he just. I mean, it was basically the same kind of game. He just completed a few more passes, and two of them were touchdowns. So, like that, it, it was a big game because he had four touchdowns. But, you know, he didn't, you know, he didn't, you know, throw for 500 yards. I mean, but it's he's a viable starting quarterback, it looked like to me. I know that's a small sample size, but I,
3: I mean. Yeah, no, but he he looks athletic enough. I'm like, let's be real. They lose that game. It, you know, you're close to that market. Dude, it was going to be Armageddon. It was going to be the sky is falling. You know what I mean? The owner's that's gonna funny. fire everybody. That's... How fast is Ron Rivera out of the building? You know what I mean? Like, what could they get for Cam Newton? Like, that's. Let's be real. Like, that's. I'm not, and I'm not saying that any of that is, is justified. Some of it more than others, but like that was the climate he was walking into. No, it was worse. It had already happened. It's like because that, that week two
0: game was a Thursday. It's like, well. There's the season. And then as soon as they ruled Cam on Wednesday, as soon as they, they issued that thing, it was like that ominous, well, we might, Cam might have to miss, you know, it was like Ron Rivera will update it. Everybody was like, well, this is, this is it. The Panthers are toast. It's over. Say goodbye to everything. This team has lost the season. Um, and then Kyle Allen played really well. So yeah, it's, it's interesting. What about, uh, what about Mason Rudolph? Are the Steelers, um, the Steelers waking up at 03 this morning feeling like, and, and Mika Fitzpatrick, they traded a first round pick. I know you, you say they, I mean, I think we, you and I talked about this. They believe
3: that, do they dude, believe, dude, Mika Fitzpatrick, if Mika Fitzpatrick doesn't make the plays he makes. They probably lose by frickin' 20 points. Yeah. No, I, I'm not criticizing the Mika Fitzpatrick trade. I'm just saying,
0: do you think that if they finish with a top 10 pick, that they would be upset that they got Mika Fitzpatrick for that pick?
3: No. Okay. He was picked 11th. Yeah. The signing bonus is paid. You know what I mean? You've got him three years at like a million something a year, mm-hmm. and he's way better than anything you have on your back end. And you you think he grades out very well against your early grades on at least this year's seniors. You can't always bank on juniors. I mean, look, they they showed like the, the GM didn't take a contract extension, right? Mm. And they that. traded they traded up. For Bush, right, they did an unstealers like thing
2: yeah.
3: and trading from twenty to ten for a linebacker and mortgaging part of the future because they know Ben can't play forever, you know, like they did the Ben extension, the g m is kind of hedging his bets, they make the Bush trade now they make this trade like they they know that the window with Ben is not that long, so i I mean this what's Minka what is minka fitzpatrick twenty two years old he Can't is, be more than twenty three. He, 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 he will turn twenty three.
0: He will turn twenty three in November on November fourth.
3: I happen to have it. I up. mean, you know and what I'm was, saying? Right, like, way, look,
0: look, he had a huge game yesterday. He had uh, five total tackles, an interception, a quarterback hit, a pass defense, and a forced fumble. I mean, that's a that's a big big game.
3: No, but, I mean they get blown out without him yesterday. Like, let's be real. I mean, it took right. They got they. Uh, they I mean, won the game. They got they had five turnovers and they still lost. Imagine if they only had two turns, you know what I mean? If they only had two given – if, if San Francisco only turned it over two or three times and not five, what the outcome would have been. It would have been
0: bad, yeah. Well, so, but are they – all right, with Mason Rudolph, are they thinking crap or like, like – No, like, are
3: they, they – I mean, that wasn't – look, that wasn't great, and I think especially we're now caught up in – and I do it too. We've seen so many guys come in under duress and – some light it up, you know what I mean? And others just make a bunch of big plays. Like, even like Josh Allen last year, right, when he came back. Like, it wasn't always the prettiest passes, but there were like these splash plays and these ooh and ah moments, right? And they won some games and you had what Lamar was doing, and now you take it into this year, and it's Gardner Minshew, right? And at the same time, Mason Rudolph's out there. you got Kyle Allen doing his thing. You've got Kyler Murray doing his thing. Not that he came in as a backup, but, I mean, he's making his third start. And you had Gardner Minshew on Thursday night, and you you know what I mean? Like, all this is popping. And so he didn't look like them. You know what I mean? But, like, everybody develops differently, and, you know – I, I I thought he'd play a little better. I thought the second half was better than the first half, but like most guys, take their lumps for you know what I mean. Like for a while, like you know what I mean. Like what Mahomes has done and some of these other guys. Like it's just I get it in the prism of the last you know whatever. Go go back to, to week seventeen of twenty what of twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. when you know what i mean mahomes comes in and plays the mop up game right the game that didn't matter week 7 like from there i know from the prism of like from there to now it looks like everybody you know what i mean whoever played in an air raid offense you know, steps in and and tears up the nfl at least for some short period of time but like the history of the league is not that you know what i mean the history of the league is like john elway literally getting his teeth busted in you know what I mean? And losing his job a couple times his rookie year to, like, eventually develop. You know what I mean? It's Peyton Manning going 3-13 and 13 and throwing, you know, infinite interceptions. It's, like, that's, you know what I'm saying? Like, that happens. Yeah. It's, you know what I mean, Ben having to come in and replace Tommy Maddox and hand the ball off 65 times a game. You know what I mean? They were asking Ben to throw the ball, like, 12 times a game. I, I sit next to the coach every Sunday for nine hours. You know what I mean? Who did it? Like, so I, I'm not going to kill Mason Rudolph because – they lost a winnable game and he was a, he was a part of it like we'll see you know what i mean his story is completely unwritten um would they have loved to see a couple more plays out of him sure but like that's what a lot of rookie quarterbacks look like you know they do on the road and the 49ers defense is much improved the 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 front four is downright beastly at times um and like Dude, I know I bought in. I, I was I was dead set against the narrative until I got to La Trobe, and I was up there for two days, and I came out brainwashed. But like, they don't have. Oops. I, let me on un- You know what I mean? and Antonio Brown anymore? You know what I mean? And they don't have a tight end. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like okay. And the running game, like Connor, he started getting banged up last year. You know what I mean? And I. I don't know that their offensive coordinator would be calling plays anywhere else other than Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. Like so I'm just saying, like he's got a great offensive line, I get that. But like I mean Moncrief is already pretty much gone. You know what I mean? Like Washington still clearly is finding it, and I think he will click with Rudolph over time and they've got some chemistry. But this is not that off like this ain't the twenty, you know. 2018, 2017, 2016, 2015 Steelers. Like, it's just not. And there's going to have to be some coaching recalibrations made as well into how they approach some of these games and what they think they can do. Like, who you know, their best pass catching back might not have seen the ball in that game. Like, what's up with that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you better yeah. be doing a lot of that. Like, I, I don't know. I look
0: I just don't think they're that great but if they're fine with that trade it's 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 always weird to me when a team trades away a top to a top what well, could be That a top trade
3: team. wasn't made for this year. They were in <laughs> on Fitzpatrick before Ben got hurt. You know what I mean? I think that's the part that people this was not a reaction to Fitzpatrick. This was a finite window with Ben. We made the move for Bush this guy's available. We had him ranked even higher than 11th overall on our board not that long ago. The need is more pressing now than ever because Artie Burns is completely done. You know what I mean? And Sean Davis, who they don't really, you're still trying to figure out, is he really a, a slot guy or, or you know, is he really a corner or a safety? He's hurt. And, you know what I mean? It's an acute need. And we're getting him on the cheap in terms of the finances. Sure. Yeah. So, I don't know that, I mean, to me it's kind of like two separate things. Like, I don't think Mason Rudolph's development has anything to do with with Minka Fitzpatrick. Now, they've got to, you know, the the defense is going to have to be improved. And I don't know how good it is even with Minka Fitzpatrick. Um, I think the Steelers will be in games. You know what I mean? I don't think this is going to be a team that's looking like the Miami Dolphins, you know, like this idea that it's all over. I don't buy. They're going to win some games. I still think they'll come out around 500 in the end. Hmm. This kid will get better as they move along. But are they going to win a lot of games? No, but I think they'll be in games in the fourth quarter. And then they may lose them the way they lost that one more, more than they win. But I don't know. I, I just think we got to let it marinate a little bit and breathe and, and, And some of these kids who are coming on gangbusters right now, you know what I mean? A year from now, people might be saying, like, oh my God, remember, you know what I mean? Remember when Gardner Minshew was a thing? No, I, I, I do think he's going to be okay, you know? But like, we just, we just don't know, man. We, you know what I mean? You just don't know.
0: I'm with you. No, and
3: look, like, I'll tell you what we do
0: know. Danny Dimes, Danny Dimes is here. Do you, uh, do you, would you like to issue a formal apology? I mean, I'm assuming you blasted. Dave Gettleman for taking Daniel Jones. I I didn't,
3: I didn't, I blasted him for the, for the way with which they took him. You know what I mean? I blasted him for the.
0: Taking him at number six overall.
3: Well, and just the, the whole series of events that led them there from the, you know, 18 months of, and even when I blasted him, I was always with the caveat of the owner doesn't want to give back to Eli. You know what I mean? It's all on ownership, but I blasted the whole organization from the events that, began when the team flew back from Oakland in the game that Geno Smith started in 2017 or whenever it was. You know what I mean? Where they, where they reverse course. From there through the press conference when they take Daniel Jones and they're saying, he might start tomorrow, he might sit for three years, I blasted him for all that. Now, but all he said, if, he, if, if he's a player, nobody's going to care in the end. Right. It's not going to matter. All that will be forgotten them losing the battle for hearts and minds and the battle for common sense and the battle for public relations, you know, over a two-year a two, and a two year period or, you know what I mean, two-plus-year period, ain't going to matter if the guy they ultimately ended up with is a player.
0: It's like, and I'm not saying Mr. Trubisky is a player, but, like, everyone, after Trubisky looked okay, <laughs> everyone was like, oh, they forgot that Ryan Pace traded up for him. And then as soon as he looks like crap again, it's like, wait a minute. That guy, you know, you know what I mean. Like, like if um, if Daniel Jones is good, it, it 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 won't. David Gettleman did not make a mistake by taking him at six. That's and everybody said no, that all no, no.
3: It's yeah. it, but all the other quarterbacks they could have had, you know what I mean? And what they did with Saquon and the years of where, just imagine where they'd be in their rebuild if they had just acknowledged two years ago that they needed a rebuild. And even if you hung on to Eli if you just sort of built the team a little differently and maybe kept Odell Beckham,
2: mm.
3: like where would you be right now? You know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Like where would he, re- like, because I-, I don't think they're going to win 32, 31 every week. And the secondary is still a mess. And you know what I mean? Like it still took a guy missing a 36 year old f- yard field goal <laughs> and a coach coming out saying, I preferred him. <laughs> I wanted him five yards back, which dude, you think right now, Bruce Arians isn't like, uh, you know,
0: Man, that lake house looks
3: cheersing, nice. <laughs> uh, cheersing, uh, you know, a little bit of bourbon to Freddie, saying, hey, Freddie, thanks for last night. You took the heat off me. Yeah, um, yeah You know, yeah. his old buddy. But, like, it took all that to win the game. Now, I, and I'm not that this kid should be graded on wins and losses, but I still don't think that you, you just forget all the stuff that – they hedged their bets so far to the point that they were willing to pay Eli Manning $23.5 million as an insurance policy. After the rest – you know what I mean? After most – I mean, I don't know. Look, if people thought Eli was good, somebody would have been training for Eli, right? Yeah. Like Nick Foles. You know what I mean? Somebody gave Nick Foles $50 million guaranteed. Yeah. Right? And they chose Nick Foles at that price, you know, over even trying to rent Eli for a year. And that's people who have – Coughlin clearly has. It's not just football with him. He's got the whole, you know what I mean, emotional ties. And, it's it's a you know, he's got the same love of the Eli mythology as – you know, Mara does, and as, you know, well, that's all that really matters is Mara. And they didn't do it. You know what I mean? So, like, I just think it was sort of the the stubbornness of, like, you still cost this kid a whole summer of reps. You know what I mean? He didn't play the first couple games, which, dude, you might actually be 2-1-1.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: You know what I'm <laughs> saying? dude? Like, you lost... Like, imagine if he's running the bootleg at the five against yes, Dallas and not Eli.
0: He's not – he's not – he's, he's waltzing into the end zone.
3: He's waltzing. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So, like, that all, that all matters, too. Like well, – Yeah, also, like, <laughs> they run – And you'll yeah. never convince me that the coach wouldn't have wanted to play Jones from day one and give Jones all those reps. If he has Jones in
0: there, he can run read option. They can change what they do. And now Barkley's hurt. And, I mean, look, like, I don't – we shouldn't
3: – He came out and said – now I can run more of my offense. And he said it. Go find the clip. He said it. And it wasn't like he was browbeat or somebody played word games. You know what I mean? It wasn't like one of those, like, tricky sequences. Like, he seemed pretty clear that he was – there was a sense of palpable relief that, like, now I can see an athlete run my offense. Right. I mean, he wants to incorporate – Not a thrower. Yeah. I mean, like, you look at that
0: pass downfield. I talked about this on yesterday's podcast, but the pass downfield where he evades the rush, keeps his eyes looking downfield, is moving to his left and makes his big-time throw down the field. Eli physically cannot do that in no. the face of a major pass rush. He can't move like that in the pocket. He can't move like that out of the pocket. I mean, the, nobody's saying Daniel Jones is the greatest quarterback in the history of the world, but he looked pretty damn good his first week. Um, one more for you. What uh What do we make of Jalen Ramsey now? That, um, the Jaguars won. And there's a report out there that he called him on Sunday night and said he's sick and he can't come to practice on Monday. Uh, does he still want to be traded? Will they trade yes. him?
3: <laughs> I mean, this idea that like people, well, certain people are putting out there now that like Shad Khan just put the genie back in the bottle and there's nothing to see here. No, it don't work that way. You, you shopped your best player, right? <laughs> you put a price on his head and okay, nobody met it in the first five days, but like, He knows that happened, and winning that game doesn't change his opinion of Doug Marone or Tom Coughlin, doesn't change his opinion of where he thinks his long-term future is, doesn't change his opinion of where he thinks he has the most earning potential, and that's not just on-field, right? Yeah. Like, that's off-field. like You know what I mean? Like, that's the difference in what you make as – you know, a Philadelphia Eagle or a Dallas Cowboy versus what your profile is of the Jacksonville Jaguar, right? Um, you, you, look at, you, you put all that in the bucket and the fact that he figures some of these teams at least would be, A, a couple of them, well, all of them, you could make the case, have a shot at the Super Bowl, and some of them would be more inclined than others to stuff his pockets right now. And, yeah, we won that game, and now you think we might not be totally horrible, so, like, you're just going to ride it out? All right, well, i got to protect myself. Like, What if I go out and shred my Achilles in this practice? Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I, like, I'm with you. So, like, this whole, like, I mean, basically the way I reported over the weekend is, like, this his future is in limbo because he still wants out. Nobody met their price. Nobody's going to meet their price. But I know for a fact they get a one and a two for him. And if they push, they could get a one or two and a player right now and be done with it. But now they're hedging their bets, but like he still want he still don't want to be there. And now that he's starting to get a better picture of what's out there for him, he really don't want to be there. Mm. So that's this is a different era. You're like these guys have voices now, you know what I mean? They have platforms. They're not sort of like a name and a number and a helmet. And you know what I mean? We don't know anything else about them and they're beholden to their contracts. Like he sees what's happening around the rest of the league. So Yeah, it's a problem. You know what I mean? And he's clearly shown that he's willing to be vocal, and, you know, he hasn't gone the nuclear route of, you know, staying away for an extended period of time. But I don't think it's going to be as easy as them just saying, oh, well, we didn't get two ones right away, so now we're just going to have to, you know, now, now we may try to win a bunch of games with this player, and then we'll see what happens by the deadline. I don't know, there's been a lot of strange reporting about this. I, I'm still waiting for the trade that was going to happen last Friday because I thought that was the deadline. Like, I thought, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, what was that? Really? Before anybody else in the league plays? Right. Like, they're, they're gonna, yeah, where did tra- where, you pull that from? They're going to trade him on like, Friday after he yeah. plays on Thursday. Right, instead and nobody of, else has played yet. Yeah, instead, right. instead of waiting to see sure. the
0: starting cornerback goes down on Sunday and then trading him yeah. the for a first-round pick. Right, that makes total sense.
3: Yeah, so I would just say that this is a complicated situation. He is um, an emotional young man who – I don't know that you can, like, split the baby on this one. You know what I mean? Like, and I know you didn't promise him that you would trade him, but you opened that door, and you had conversations with multiple teams, and you made it clear that there was a value on his head. Just because that didn't come to fruition right away – doesn't mean, you know what I mean, that he's just going to go back and be, like, the loyal soldier. Like, I I don't know, man. This isn't a backup guard. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is a different, well, I don't, I don't, different, Pete, different Pete situation.
0: Briscoe, Pete Briscoe, our colleague has, and, and friend and, and tiny tan person, has reported. I don't know if he rep- – he didn't report it because he don't think he couched it the right way. But you can tell if you know Pete, like, in, in the way he tweets. He was like, Jaguars yeah. are not going to trade Jalen Ramsey. And what he was saying is, I've been told that the Jaguars are not going to trade Jalen Ramsey. I just wonder. Like, I, I do think if if the Jaguars could rip off some wins, maybe they could convince him to hang around. Let's like, just play out the season. You'll get paid at the end of the season. We'll, or like we, you know, we. We'll I don't the- think he wants to be there. But why don't? If I'm the Jaguars, what I would do is I say, "Listen, Jalen, here's what we're gonna do: we will you play out the season. We will rescind your franchise. We will rescind your fifth year option."
3: You think uh, uh, you th- uh, yeah. Tom I, Coughlin I, would set that precedent? No, yeah. no, 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 no. But I mean, like, no, uh, no, 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 no. You've got a contract.
0: They're at the Broncos this coming week. The Broncos are not good. That's an over-under of 38. They could easily win that game. They could easily lose that game. And Gardner Minshew Mania could die, and I'll have to shave this beard before I could even wear a mustache to Halloween. Um, they could, uh, they're at the Panthers. That looked like a game they'd probably win uh, 24 hours ago. Now it's like, well, Kyle Allen might shred them. Uh, then they have the Saints. Again, same sort of deal. At the Bengals. So, I think these next four weeks really lend itself to – I mean, like, I'm with you. I I, I can't – it's hard to see how they could possibly bring him back. But, like, if they ripped off four wins,
3: maybe he stays, right? I, just, I guess what it comes down to is how much of a problem is he willing to be. That's, you know, where – what is his strategy? And if I was advising him, I, I don't know. Um
0: I, I, it seems pretty clear he doesn't like it's it. It's hard. So. Like yeah, it's hard. It's hard to deal with. It's I don't know. I well, don't know this understand. whole
3: thing of then it's like oh well Shad wants to pay him you know six years whatever it what was the number somebody had out there like six years ninety million I'm like that ain't even going to get you close like what what would be the like like oh well they want to keep him now yeah but he's got to sign the contract you know I mean that's great that they want to keep him like six, that's six, great I'm sure and I'm sure they'd love to keep him for sixteen million a year that ain't how this is going to go down like. You know, like, you had a whole – dude, you had six months. I love – this is what blows my mind, and, like, it's sort of like the whole we were just talking about with Eli. The NFL offseason is, is, is too long. You know what I mean? Like, it's so long that Antonio Brown played for, like, four teams in it. Almost almost played for four, if you include the Bills. Yeah. It's, it's been four. Like, that's yeah. how long it is. Like, you knew, where, you knew where he was during his exit interview last year, right? You knew where he was. He showed up with a Brinks truck you made a you made a very public case of saying we're not paying him, and then like you thought this would get better, you know what I mean, and then he asked for the trade, you engage with other teams about him. It doesn't happen in the first five days, and so now you you know what i mean so and then your expectation is he's just going to do a one eighty and be like, oh well, you know what I they, right. I they tried to trade me for five days, and it didn't happen, so yeah man, let's just let's yeah, give me that sixteen million a year, okay, sure, like no, yeah.
0: No, I mean, yeah, you're not. You could have gotten him for sixteen million dollars this off season, as you made part of. A, I don't if, even know about that. Or, or, I don't but, even know about that. But like, if they want to, if they want to, like at this point, he's like, listen, I, I'm sure he would stay in Jacksonville if they gave him eighteen million dollars a year. You know what I mean? Like, if like there's a price, you could make it work, but it's not going to be the basic cornerback contract. Like, that why is that
3: coming to a head in week four? You know what I'm saying? Like, why is that coming to a head now?
0: It's poor management. I mean, it's, 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 pretty bad. I think that
3: I, my, and if my... you were willing to take two ones for him now, you should have been willing to take two ones for him at the combine when a team would have even more control. You know what I mean? And like, it, I feel like they're getting off the hook the way the Texans did not because of how they handled clowning. You yeah. know what the difference is? Well, everybody can look at clowning because you knew you had the July 15th deadline to extend them and trading him after that is lunacy, which it was, but like, you had to know that signing this cat, he wasn't inclined to sign that. And unless you blew him away with an offer, he wasn't even going to consider it. And none of that happened. You know what I mean? And then it comes to a head in week three. And it's like, yeah, of course this was going to be a thing at some point. Like, yep. yeah, the whole league knew. He was pissed off that you didn't make him a priority to re-sign after year three. Like, you know? you And, and before people were tossing around draft picks for the, you know, D. Ford and and all these other guys, and you know, one, two ones, and a two for Tunsil. Like what? I, 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 if you if you trade him before
0: the draft, somebody at the back end of that first round is going to give you, uh, like like John Schneider is going to give you that twenty twenty ninth overall pick that he got for Frank Clark, right? I mean, like like he's yeah, he's not going to flinch. He'll give you that twenty nine, and, and he'll give you a future one. And I mean, what
3: is what is how old is Jalen Ramsey? Twenty five, right? I mean. <laughs>
2: it's not, it's not,
3: it's not, it's not so like it's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. It's
0: it's it's dumb. They 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 botch it. They botch it badly. I mean, they, they, there's no doubt about it. Um,
3: but and you, sure. you can't say, oh, now well, now we now we just won't trade him. Well, but wait a minute. If somebody had giving you two ones last week, he was out the door. Yeah. Like it, it, it's not a switch you can flick. Especially when it's a guy who is clearly volatile, right, and who feels like he can't trust you to begin with. Like you think this makes him trust you more, right? Yeah. I
0: mean, do you think the Indianapolis Colts would have given you a future first and, like, their 34th overall pick where they took Rock in for Jalen Ramsey and said, probably, maybe not. Well, maybe yeah, I, I mean, who know, knows? It could
3: have been anybody. I right. mean, it, it it could have been anybody. And by dealing with it then, I think it's easier to manage the whole, you know, well, just how, you know what I mean, just, just how volatile is he, you know? Whereas now... You had another blow-up on the sidelines. The whole league saw that. You know what I mean? That doesn't help his value. Like, that – you know what I mean? And that's very fresh. And you're negotiating right off of that. And teams are like, well, wait a minute. You want two ones. You, he, he's, a, you know, one of the best corners in the game, but you're you're done with him. Not because of what he does on the field, but because of what he does in practice or in training camp or on the sidelines. And we got to pay him, too. What? Well, we just saw. What was that? What just happened with him and your coach? Like, what was that?
0: Yeah. I'm with you. All right, let's uh let's get you out of here. We will uh I read I kept you long, but that's fine. Good info. Um Jason Black and follow him at Jason Lockeford on Twitter. Uh read him on CBS watch him on the NFL today and on CBS Sports HQ, and uh we'll talk to you next week, buddy.
3: Sounds good, dude. Talk to you soon. Bye bye.
2: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.